Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Eberly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Uh, Pastor Nancy made the statement, I hope I got this right. She said, I told God years ago, uh, although I wanted success, I don't want it to take me further than my character can keep me. Was it, was it, did I get that right? And she talked about success uh, that is gained later in life will be success that is kept. I thought, oh, praise the Lord, that, that's me. Amen. Because younger in my life, I grew up in a family that although uh, they were precious and dear people, and uh, many of our own congregation members, some ministers have heard my testimony, but God's dealt with me to tell it more, and I, I, I may not get into it all today, but... Uh, I grew up in a family that was called into the ministry, and my great-grandmother was in the ministry, and my grandfather was in the ministry, and my grandmother was in the ministry, and she lived with us on and off after my grandfather passed on to be with the Lord. And we, we saw actually quite a few gifts of the Spirit, tongues, interpretation, prophecy. It was pretty normal in my home, and, you know, and I just thought everybody <laughs> understood that, and I went to Rama and I went to the first conference there, and Dad Hagen, I was just, you know, I was just tickled. I was like a Jesse cat, you, you know. And uh, so the first meeting uh, or conference that I went to, Dad Hagen called uh, Jeannie Wilkerson, Reverend Jeannie Wilkerson up, and she's a prophetess of God. And, and, and she, she came up, and she gave a tongue, an interpretation, Shandalamahandalamahaya. Uh, there's grandma. <laughs> that sounds like grandma. And I'm like, and immediately I was just at home because I grew up when, when the anointing came on grandma, it didn't matter if the TV was on. It didn't matter if my carnal friend was there and I was carnal too, you understand? It didn't matter. And you know, grandma, she got the unction. And and that's where I got my prayer tongue. I didn't try to sound that way. It's just that's where I got it. And, you know, I just, whatever comes out. Uh, but, and then I, I had, you know, friends that say, what's that? Shut up. Reverence. <laughs> you know, so young in life, I understand more about the gifts of the Spirit. I saw a lot of the miraculous things. My grandfather was over several ministers, and he was noted. Uh, we, uh, he was noted for the signs, the wonders, the miracles that happened in his services. You, you know, he, you know, there was one news reporter that came into his service, and he was sitting up front, and he was getting ready to write an article to spite my grandfather and, because, you know, to criticize him with fake news. And... Anyway, so my grandfather, you know, ministered the word. I'm not sure what was in the service there. But at the end of the service, when he said, well, I thank you, you know, come back. I guess they were advertising the next meeting. The man couldn't get up. He couldn't uncross his legs. He was fro his legs were froze together. And he, he, he couldn't get them uncrossed. And he had to humble himself and ask my grandfather to come and pray for him so that he could get his legs uncrossed. Yeah, so just miraculous things. Uh, my great-grandmother, who my grandfather, that, that was her son, uh, she would travel around, and they would hitchhike to meetings. You know, back then, they didn't always have, you know, horse and buggies or cars. But they would, they would hitchhike to meetings. And uh, just despite her, because they persecuted women in ministry, uh, one time they asked her to come minister, right? Or it could have been with her, her denomination there to set up a meeting for her. But they didn't particularly want her being there. And so she was there, and they sent her to go minister in the children's church. Fluent Chinese. All the children spoke Chinese. They normally had a teacher that spoke Chinese, and they put her in there just to spite her. Well, she started speaking fluent Chinese and taught those children. And she had, several, she had miracles, and uh, we found some pictures of her. My uncle showed me a couple years back pictures I hadn't seen for years after my father passed away. You know, you go through all the millions of pictures. And uh, so we, we saw these, and 
I saw that many of her meetings were advertised with signs and wonders and miracles. She had started a church. Actually, uh, she said, my grandmother told me this story, because I never met my great-grandmother. I told me the story about my great-grandmother that they burn her church down. And that wasn't, it wasn't protesters. It, 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 was, it was Christians, other Christians. They, she would go into churches, and because her skirt wasn't the right length, they would say, okay, you got to change that, and they bring another skirt, what have you. It's a lot of religion going on. But just, uh, she was staying in a hotel once with my grandfather, and they only had cold running water, didn't have any hot water. Now, if, uh, she was probably like me, you know, being my great-grandmother. I can't stand to take a shower in cold water. I don't like it. And so anyway, she spoke to that, and warm water came out. And I know I'm going back and forth here, but my grandmother said, my grandmother said about my grandfather, uh, he was noted for the signs, wonders, and miracles, but for his own life, he actually died early and, 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 and couldn't get healed for himself. So that told me something. I made a note of that, that it was by gifts of the Spirit, and that he didn't know much about faith. But do you know you can have faith to be keen to listening to the Spirit along the lines of the gifts of the Spirit and ministering them. And with ministers, the endowments or the gifts in their life to help their offices, they can be keen and use faith to step out by the Spirit and by the leading, but they're not developed in their own personal, in the general saving faith area uh, that Pastor Nancy uh, has so graciously been talking about to us, that eternal life that lives inside of us, that perpetual life that isn't just for a home in heaven, but it's here for this earth. And it's an all-inclusive salvation package that we have in Christ. The Spirit of Christ comes to live inside of us and, and deposits divine life. And as it's called grace, really synonymous terms like Dad Hagen said, grace, life, light. Amen? And there are seeds of even the fruit of the Spirit. Now we have healing that lives in us. Inherent in the grace of God is the healing power of God to minister to any health issue you may have. Inherent in the grace of God, or you could say the life of God, that, that divine God kind of fullness of life that's inside of you. Inherent in that grace of life is, are the seeds that can become the fruit of the Spirit. And that's character. And that's what we were talking about last night, right? And I thought, Lord, Pastor Nancy's preaching my sermon. But she did a whole lot better, so I was okay. But I sat down yesterday, and God started uh, changing my message. And we'll just briefly go to that, because I was so blessed, so blessed uh, by what Pastor brought out about brotherly kindness, about brotherly love. Weren't you blessed? Yes. And... Uh, so let's just go there in 2 Peter. And we emphasized last night the brotherly love part, didn't we? You know, because faith works by what? Love. And love works by what? Faith. So you can turn that around. You can't walk in love without faith, but you can't walk in faith without love. And uh, I bet we were a whole lot sweeter to our spouses last night. I, I was really getting a lot of sweetness until I brought up this story about Pastor Jay. And, and uh, I'm not going to go there right now because I want some more sweetness this afternoon and tonight. Oh, we were, we were just fun around the table and we were talking about different stories. And anyway, love you, honey. Did I do good? Thank you. Thank you. Well, anyway, so I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to re-preach Pastor Nancy's service or try to do that, okay? I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just supporting, all right? All right? Uh, but we see there in Second uh, Epistle of Peter, in verse 5, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, right? Add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness. And I'm reading in the New King James Version, and to brotherly kindness, love. We emphasized that brotherly love last night because that is something that really, if we learn to develop that brotherly love, like Pastor Nancy was talking about, we will be well on our way to developing all the fruits of the Spirit, all the character fruit of the Spirit. But I want you to go, and let's just go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, verse 
before you go there, step on over to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 3. I was reading this yesterday, and it really blessed me. Uh, bless you. Somebody sneezed. I said, bless you. Okay. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 3. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience. Now, let's, let's just pull over and park just a little bit on that pure conscience. He's really talking about sanctification or separation which is really developing character, developing the fruit of the Spirit. We could say that we're righteous in Christ. God sees us righteously, but sanctification or being pure before the Lord is acting out that righteousness, and it's the outworking of the Spirit in our life. But we've got to do what? We've got to use our faith. We've got to use our our faith to love. We've got to use our faith to uh, stir up joy. We've got to use our faith to stir up peace. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that because as I was talking to the congregation about last Wednesday, we've got to know why we're running. We've got to understand why we're dancing. Uh, Not for show. But many times I'll just, I'll get this unction in my spirit, but I get an overwhelming understanding. So it's faith rising in my heart, you understand? I get this understanding that I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm victorious. Hallelujah. And then, you, you know, you just take off. And what are you doing? You're acting on your faith. So when you're responding to the Spirit of God in these services, you're acting on your faith. Unless you're just doing it for show. Unless you're just doing it, you know, because you think you have a good two-step going on. So... I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did as, as without ceasing. I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Now, uh, the title of this in my new came. King James, is Timothy's faith and heritage. And that spoke to me because he's not just talking about his grandmother and and, uh, there he says his mother and his grandmother, uh, their faith necessary just to receive Christ. But he's talking about their faith overall. He's talking about in all arenas. You know, you hear people say, I'm in the faith. Well, what are you talking about? What are you in faith for? What's your faith doing? Are you moving in your faith? Are they just saying, I'm a believer? Well, that's all good and fine, but you got an all-inclusive package of threefold redemption, healing. You know, you've been forgiven. You've been healed, right? And, and, and you've been prospered. And we have a full provisional package that also inherent in that grace inside of us are, are the fruit of the Spirit that Pastor Nancy was talking about last night. And, and we learn that uh, as we meditate on the Word, we see in the Word where it says, hey, you're not supposed to lie. Uh, you're not supposed to, you know, uh, you're supposed to have self-control. You're supposed to stir up the joy. So we could go to Galatians 5, and it talks about these fruits of the Spirit. But we're not going to go there right now. Verse 6, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying out of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We were talking about brotherly love last night. We've been talking about renewing the mind, which is a sound mind. But he's also saying, Timothy, those endowments that were imparted to you as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, stir it up. But notice, he emphasized the pure conscience first. And that's what many times has been left out. We, we, We haven't emphasized the character part of it. So I want to I want to go around uh, 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 kind of around the side of the mountain. We're talking about character first, which we've been doing, and then the progression of character that even gets us into the greater yes. things Amen. of the move of the Spirit, Amen. the character that propels us by the power of God, because a spirit of faith is is a faith that's full of the Holy Ghost. Right. It's just not saying, "Well, I believe I'm healed." It's, I believe I'm healed. Hallelujah. And not for show. 
not for show, but, but you're not trying to convince somebody or trying to convince the devil. You're just speaking it out of that faith that is risen in. And, and, and really, the glory of God gets involved. We'll talk a little bit more about that, won't we? Yeah. Uh, so in one translation, actually in the message, I love this, in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold, loving, and sensible. Well, that's important that we use some sense. You know, like Dad Hagen said, some people uh, heard, you know, the renewing of the mind, and they thought it meant the removing of the mind. No, we've we got to have some sense. But we need to renew our mind, which means to renovate our mind. So, if we said that we were coming in here and we were renovating this sanctuary... Uh, and, and, you know, praise the Lord, we announced we're going to renovate this sanctuary. It's going to look different. Come back in a couple months, and it's going to be all, you know, everything's going to be new. You come back, everything looks the same. I thought they were going to renovate in here. Well, many people have been telling individuals, you know, I'm going to church, and my mind's getting renewed. But they're not doing what it takes. Okay, you can hear, but you got to do something. And in order for that renovation to take place, You've got to use your faith. You've got to stir up the joy. You've got to, you know, draw from the peace that's inherent in that grace, those seeds. You see, because it, it doesn't become fruit until you use it, just like your muscle doesn't grow until you push against something and you use it. So we, our faith won't grow until you use it. Well, that's a revelation. Amen. So when you come back and it's really renovated, the carpet's been changed out, the wall's been painted, you know, things are new. Praise the Lord, this is a nice renovation. Isn't it nice? Amen? Yeah, we, a couple years ago we renovated. Thank you. So uh, we need to have a sound mind, a renewed mind. A renewed mind and a developed spirit works hand in hand. You're renewing your mind. You're changing out old mentalities. You are meditating on the Word of God, and it's coming through the mind's gate, but it's getting down into the heart. And there's an understanding of the heart that your head doesn't have. Your head has to come in agreement with the understanding of the heart. And when your head comes into agreement with the understanding of the heart, your mind's renewed and your spirit is developed. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I want you to, well, also I'll just read this real quick. Romans 9, verse 1, I tell the truth in Christ, I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. So the conscience, or having a pure conscience, is really listening to the Holy Ghost within your spirit. And your spirit, man, has, has a voice. And it will lead you guide you according to what the Spirit says. But let me tell you this, you got to put the Word in your heart, you got to add the Word to the mix, and then faith rises in the heart. And really, in that process, when faith rises, doubt is pushed out. If you're dealing with oppression, well, I just don't know what, what, how to get rid of this oppression, start stirring up the joy. And when you stir up the joy, the oppression is pushed out. In other words, when you're using your faith, when you're using your joy, when you're using uh, 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 your self-control, you're growing in those things. Your mind is being changed, but your spirit man is growing. And there's a progression of the knowledge of God's Word, understanding, which I call faith's understanding, and then you apply that understanding, and then you become wise. And there's a progression of wisdom that takes place in our life when we put ourselves around people like Pastor Nancy and the ministers, pastors uh, of the Word and the Spirit. And like I said, I grew up in a home where really there was a lot of dysfunctionalism because we didn't have a pastor. We went to church when Grandma came in town. And it wasn't until I was 18 years old that I started going to church by myself, got involved with the Youth for Christ Club, rededicated my life to the Lord, and then really, uh, and then eventually I was going to go to a Bible school there, a Baptist one, but, but I was too full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Just wasn't going to satisfy. And I ended up at Rama. I was headed to Oral Roberts University, and I went out there to check out the university and went to a camp meeting. Uh, yeah, uh, Dad Hagen's, uh, Kenneth Hagen Ministries camp meeting back in 85. And I 
just got so blessed in the Holy Ghost. I've been praying because I worked at Farmland Industries, and I was a chemistry tech because I was a pre-med major from college. And I worked at Farmland Industries, and I was a youth minister at my local church, very involved as well. But every day I would take my lunch break, and I would tune into Dad Hagen's radio broadcast. Mind you, I was only 19 years old. All right? So I didn't need a special youth broadcast. I just, I was being fed by Dad Hagen. I was 19 years old, and I was just fine with his stories. And, and, and it was that broadcast that the Lord started, I started getting my mind renewed, and the Lord started talking to me. I needed to go to Rama. So when I got back, and I took a tour of ORU, remember, I'm back at the camp meeting now. I went to a camp meeting with a friend and stayed there for a week, but I took a tour of ORU, and there was always something that, that stood out to me about the campus, but it was really the healing ministry there. But God was dealing with me in order to be prepared in the ministry. This is where you need to go. So I made a change. Okay, When we're in the places that are conducive for spiritual growth, we will, uh, we will make the changes that are needed in order to go into the right, level, the right places in order to step into God's plan, his perfect plan, just not an acceptable, permissible plan, uh, but we'll make the changes that are needed. There were things in my life, dysfunctionalism, things like that. How about you, you know? Uh, but those things started falling off of me as a result of going to, uh, to Rhema, because I won't tell you the big long story about it, but I got to Rhema, and I renewed my mind. I was attending the healing school, and, and God was uh, taking things out of me as much as putting things in me. Amen. And, of course, you, you have that process of things being taken out of you. As you use your faith, what does it do? Pushes out the doubt and unbelief. Stir up the joy. Pushes out those oppressive things. So, you know, things were being resolved and this and that. I didn't have to go to a deliverance meeting. I was delivered through the Word. I want you to turn to Ephesians. Is this all right? Ephesians chapter 5. Now, God's had me on this for quite some time. And uh, I haven't always been the brightest bulb in the room, but I'm growing by progressive light. So stick around. Uh, But in Ephesians chapter 5, And I've started to understand that God's given me light on this, teach on it more. So as I was sitting in my living room getting ready yesterday afternoon, God just changed what I was going to be ministering on. Are we in Ephesians 5? Uh, So anyway, let's go to verse 8. Let's start out there. So Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 8 says, For you once were darkness... But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. And what does that mean? Walk as children. In other words, walk in the light of God's word. And walk is a word that means to utilize, to use. In other words, use your faith to walk in what God's word says. So we don't have to, you know, have some special revelation of what that means. What's the light? It's walking in the word, okay? Just walk in the word. When you go into a house... You know, it's your house, so you go into it, and it's got bedrooms, you know, maybe three bedrooms, right? you got a bed in there. If you're tired, what do you do? You go in there, pull the sheets back, you know, maybe put on your PJs first. And get in the bed, and you use the bed. Then you start smelling the coffee, because Brother Ike's staying with you, and he's making coffee. (laughs) And so, you know, you get up, and, and you pour some java. But wouldn't it be kind of weird if you went into that house and stood in the middle and said, I need some coffee. Oh, I wish I had a bed. Just use the one you have. Get in there and either ask Ike to make it or get it. Get the beans out, put them in the coffee maker, you know, and out comes coffee. Put your creamer in there. You know, you got to have hazelnut. All right. That's important. I don't care what kind of creamer you use, all right? And neither does God, so don't pray about it. All right. Lord, what should I wear today? Whatever's in the closet. My roommate's back at Ramah, certainly. There's one of them. Lord, what should I wear today? And we joke with her. 
Wear the red outfit today. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> what? Yeah, thank you. Amen. For you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So use your faith. Don't wait for somebody to come do it for you. You do it. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Notice that, fruit of the Spirit. So let's look at Galatians chapter 5. All right? Verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. It's the same thing, walk in the light. Do what the Word of God says, but also what the leading of the Spirit says. Be more conscious of your spirit man and the fruit, or really the seeds that are there. Be more conscious and start using those. Start walking in faith in every arena of your life. Walk in the Spirit. Because as I've told my congregation before, some people act like, you, you know, you got to zip up in a bubble. Of walk. I'm in the Spirit. So you zip up, you get in the bubble, you think, Hallelujah! You're in the Spirit. That's not what it means. It means just stop looking at your past. Really, you've got to lay down the things of the past and then start using... That's a progression. You've got to lay down... Use your faith to lay down the things of the past. And then you've got to look to your spirit and say, Lord, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Therefore, I'm strong in the Lord and I can do this. Or I'm healed and whole. Or I'm prospered. Whatever you need. Just lay down the stinking thinking of the past and then start using your faith to walk in what is in your spirit, which is healing, which is prosperity, which whatever you need, draw it out. It's the outworking of the spirit, remember? It's that sanctification. Yeah. We're being right. Seeking first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And in the Amplified, seek first the kingdom of God and, and, and uh, what does that say? Being and doing right. So really, uh, when we are developing the fruit of the Spirit, we are using our faith for whatever we need. And we are renovating, changing out mindsets, developing our heart, growing in wisdom, and it's a progression. And we will be successful in life when we follow that progression, just like John 15, remember? It brings forth fruit. Well, first of all, you don't have any fruit. And then it's a progression. You start attending to the Word. You start seeing. Faith rises in your heart. I call it faith understanding. And because you have knowledge of the Word of God, and faith rises in your heart. And then you act on that Word because the hearers and the doers of the Word, Matthew 7, 24, are the ones that become wise. So you act on that Word, and it's a progression, and then more fruit. So you had no fruit, fruit, more fruit, and then much fruit. And I like to say this, mega fruit. It it just keeps on growing. And we've been talking about walking in faith in all the arenas of our life. And that affects your pocketbook, doesn't it? Because when you're not walking in prosperity, uh, when you're not walking in healing, when when you're not walking in forgiveness, it's going to affect your life in every area. It will hinder your faith in any arena of your life. So, So develop, eat the whole roll. Eat the whole roll. I like to say it this way. Healing, for instance, denotes healing power for different parts of the body, but health denotes for the entire body. Well, there's nothing wrong with healing power and believing God for your ooga-mooga in the leg or whatever. Uh, maybe you got a headache or something. But I tell you what, uh, the children of Israel, God had a covenant that they had immunity from sickness and disease. Now, they came out of some things because of disobedience, and so they needed some healing in areas, you understand? But we ought not to be uh, where we have deep-seated uh, things in our life that need to be healed. We should just be living in divine health. But if we need healing, it's for us. If we need laying on of hands and we just receive by faith uh, that tangible healing anointing, it's for us. So don't get all condemned about that. 
but eat the whole roll of divine health. Walk in divine health. There's some things in my life, frankly, uh, I thought I was being aggressive about them, but the Lord said, you're not being aggressive enough about it, and that's why it just keeps persisting. So last uh, month, Pastor Nancy was talking about the violent will take it by force. We know that. Yeah. And uh, those who press in will get the product of change for life. And the Lord, and, and I just started seeing myself just dancing more. And, just con- and not just confessing, but getting excited and yielding to that spirit of faith. So many times since that time, I've gotten up in the middle of the night because that's the time really that my spirit normally is just the, you wake up and, and, and God can just talk to you in the middle of the night. I'm, I'm like that. But anyway, and, and I have to get my behind out of bed and stir myself up and I go out in the hallway and sometimes my cat follows me, you know, and we're, we're out there dancing, you know. Well, maybe she's not dancing, but anyway, so I'm out there dancing and I'm thanking the Lord that I'm healed and I'm whole and I have divine health. And if there's any specific thing, I just thank thank you, Lord. It's working right. Hallelujah. This is taking place in my life. And I just had to get aggressive and not let things just hang around any longer. And it's a progression. Pastor Debbie, I did that for two, two days. Well, you really hung in there, didn't you? I did that for a week. Well, you really hung in there. Hey, you just do what it takes. And don't get time. We've been, we've been learning that. Don't focus on, okay, it's got to it's happen at 2 o'clock by next Tuesday. All right? Just start calling yourself healed and whole. And, and start thanking God. And, and pray in the Holy Ghost. And let that, let that power propel your faith. And just speak it. Speak it out of a heart of faith, but propelled by the Holy Ghost. And I believe that's being aggressive with your faith. Amen. The violent take it by force. Praise the Lord. Uh, So anyway, we never read about what the fruit of the Spirit were, or we could say the fruit of the human spirit by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost, He uh, imparts to us that love in in, uh, Galatians 5.22. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And basically, uh, what Pastor Nancy was talking about, those eight things there in Second Peter, is talking about the fruit of the Spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, against such, there is no law. And we know that faith works by love. So we gotta, we got to do what was said last night and put that first. Yes. Praise the Lord. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Just notice that progression. Now, we're saved. We get people filled with the Holy Ghost. Really around here, if somebody comes back and they get saved, we also lead them in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But there's progression in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, they, and there's a lot to learn about what they have in that. It's just not, and you, you can pray for grandma, or you can pray for somebody. And no, there's refreshing, there's edification. You know, we go to 1 Corinthians 14, and it tells us three different things uh, there. And, and we get edified, or we can use tongues to pray out ministries. Or uh, what's the other one? Edified, right? Or we can just worship the Lord. Yeah, Uh, but there's a lot of different things that will bless us through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But I want to show you something, how the progression is that he's talking to them about developing their character. And I believe that those who develop in character will have the longevity and they'll know how to properly use the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They'll They'll know how to properly use that power. Okay, and it will help propel them. Notice in Luke 4, Jesus uh, went into the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. And when he came back, see, he was already filled with the Word. See, we ought to be meditating on the Word and be filled with the Word. But he came back and he said to the devil when he came and harassed him, it is written. But he said it in the power of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Now, you understand the devil came, you know, and and he rebuked the devil. He said, hey, get out of here. So don't just sit around and listen to the devil. No, speak the word. Tell him to get out of here. He'll come back at different opportune times. You know, so throw away your hanky. Stop crying about it. Just, you know, speak the word. Tell him to shut up and move on. 
dance in the Holy Ghost, get aggressive, do what you've got to do, but just move on and see changes taking place in your life. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. We go to Romans 12, and it talks about the renewing of the mind, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So that finding out what is acceptable to the Lord is a renewing of the mind process. And again, what are we doing when we're renewing our mind? We're using our faith. Verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And I really believe that's talking about exposing them in your own life. In other words, God's given you wisdom and understanding. Uh, verse 12, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light or made manifest by the Holy Ghost within. He shows you all things. Or made manifest by the grace of God. Made manifest... In other words, in your spirit, if you're focused on what's in your spirit, the voice of your conscience will tell you what you need to do according to the word that's planted in your heart and the faith that's risen in your heart that you've developed. So for whatever makes manifest his light, therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, notice something. I want to read in Second Corinthians 13.5. 2 Corinthians 13.5, 13 examine yourselves. As to whether you are in faith, test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? And the word disqualified means of reprobate mind or to cast away or not standing the test. Uh, one translation talks about not moving. So we need to wake up. Now that we need, we, we need to stir things up. Yeah. We've, we've got to get moving. Yeah. Remember I said you can't stand in the middle of the house and just expect everybody to you know, go make your coffee, do everything for you, go sleep for you. You've got to use your faith so that it develops. But what's the, what's the process? You've got a knowledge of God's Word. You're meditating on the Word. And then you see faith rises in your heart. Faith's understanding rises in your heart. And you see either you need to take healing or uh, God's dealing with you. Uh, you need to tithe or uh, God's dealing with you. you need to give, you know, or, or you need to develop your joy. But whatever it is for you personally, you take that. You see, faith is a belief system that we act on. Faith is an act. But faith is a belief system that we act on. It's a system of belief that you've got to take for yourself the faith that rises in your heart. So you've got a knowledge of God's word. Uh, you've got faith's understanding that rises in the heart. You take that for yourself for whatever particular area of need you have. And then you act in faith on it. And you do what the Spirit of God says. Your primary thing to do to act in faith is speaking. So we speak the Word of God, we thank God that it's taking place, uh, but then also we act on it. And these are training sessions. I mean, if God deals with us to run, run. If He deals with us to dance, dance. If He deals with us to get up in the middle of the night and do it, whatever! Do what the Holy Ghost says. If He deals with you sick people or healed people are not in bed at 12 in the afternoon. You're blowing your nose, you got symptoms going on, but the Holy Ghost is saying, get up, yeah. act on your faith. Another time he might say, be saying, you haven't been getting enough rest. Your healing is in rest. Go to bed. So you've got to be led, don't you? Because some people push past. We have seen minister friends of ours, dear friends of ours, push past the wisdom of the Spirit of God, and they died. And their congregations were left not understanding things. All right? So we've just got to walk in wisdom, don't we? So we, we do what the Word of God says, but then we use the wisdom, the leading of the Spirit, the inward witness of the Spirit. So that word disqualified, again, not standing the test or not moving. Remember, we were talking about that no fruit, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. It says, he brings forth fruit. So to bring forth fruit on the vine, something's got to start moving. 
And that seed that was dead at one point in time went in the ground, and then uh, it had the right ingredients in that ground, and it came to life. Well, that's just our human spirit came to life when Christ came to live in us, infused the Holy Ghost in our spirit, the eternal God kind of life in us, and we were saved, right? Yeah, but that's a big word, saved. It means we're delivered, we're freed. We have a threefold redemption. Amen. Whatever you need is in your spirit man. And when you get a revelation of that, when you start praying in other tongues, you can take that power and couple it together with that character. Well, you, can, you can take that power and couple it together with your knowledge and your understanding, the wisdom of God that you're healed and whole, and you can help and be more of a blessing. And you can reach out and touch lives like you never have before. Amen. Uh, we have quotes on Facebook. Some of you have probably noticed that. And recently, actually last Wednesday, they had a quote. And I'm not trying to correct. I'm just using this as a, well, maybe I'm correcting a little bit. But uh, the, the quote said, my quote that was on Thursday's uh, Facebook, those who will be used in signs, wonders, and miracles will be people who first have developed themselves in the fruit of the Spirit, those who come to the forefront are most effective and have longevity. Oh, sorry, that, that was an addition, sorry. All right, those who will be used in signs, wonders, and miracles will be people who first have developed themselves in the fruit of the Spirit. All right, that's good, but that's not entirely what I said. I said that those who will be used in signs, wonders, and miracles who emphasize character first will have longevity. And I actually preface that. Yeah, because, yeah, you can have signs and wonders, not character. And I, I saw that in my own family. I grew up in that. All right? Precious, dear people knew how to step out by the Spirit of God, but weren't developed in faith for healing and weren't developed in some other uh, areas of integrity. You understand? I, I got a lot of good things. And the Lord has dealt with me, actually woke me up in, in Russia about 3 in the morning because several times God dealt with both Pastor Jay and I at different times about things. Woke me up and dealt with me to start talking more about my heritage and start talking more. My grandmother, for instance, she would... Uh, all through the night, be woken up by the Spirit of God. And she had a notebook by her bed, and she would get songs in the Spirit. She'd just write them out. And she'd get things by the Spirit. I know, because sometimes I slept in the bed with her when somebody visited. You know, I, I was the one that got to sleep with the grandma, which I was fine with that, because we'd talk about the things of God. And I would go in there, and she would call me in, and we'd read the Bible together. We'd pray in tongues together. I mean, she was the one that helped me to step out in the boldness of these things. And, and that marked my life. But I saw, you know, it, it didn't matter. I was laying next to her. She'd turn on the light and start writing things down. And sometimes she'd start singing a song in the middle of the night. Like, what are you doing, Grandma? I'm tired. You know? I could kick myself for not understanding that I, I don't even know where those notebooks are, but I told Pastor Jack, he asked me, where are those notebooks? I said, I, I'm going to find out if they're still around. You see, I could kick myself of not understanding these things for years, of how valuable these things. Because even though she wasn't developed in certain things, because Grandma, she, re she read Dad Hagen's books because she loved to read my books uh, from Rama. and uh, But she, then she'd come and say, my hip needs replaced, pray for me. Because that's how she grew up. They, they lived on the gifts of the Spirit. They, they didn't really know how to receive healing. And sometimes I, I could get her healed with my own faith, and others I couldn't. But, you know, Grandma asked me to pray for her. I just did it. I, you know, I did what Grandma told me to do. So anyway, let's, let's move right, right along. Now, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Now, verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly. That means accurately. Not as fools, but as wise. We're going to be wrapping this up, but I need to get somewhere. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Notice how they emphasize the character, the fruit of the Spirit, the development of your faith. Really, let's go back to what uh, Paul told Timothy, faith and a pure conscience. Remember the faith of your mother and your grandmother. 
And if we will remember these things, we can get saved, we can get filled with the Holy Ghost, but we've got to immediately start renewing our mind with the Word of God, developing the fruit, character of the Spirit, and particularly, Pastor Nancy, what she said, those eight things there in 2 Peter. We've got to develop our character, and that will help our longevity. I do believe that people uh, will be used more in the gifts of the Spirit and even ministers for their offices because they, uh, gifts of the Spirit, or you could say endowments for their offices uh, that they'll operate in. And I believe that they'll operate in in a more uh, sound, accurate, effective way, not getting off in listening to familiar spirits, not, not getting off into trying to take money out of people's pockets, uh, not getting off, in, like Pastor Jay was talking about yesterday, integrity. So when you develop faith in all arenas of your life, temperance, which is self-control, right? When you develop these things, then it directly affects your ability to be effective, successful in the gifts of the Spirit. Now, let's go on. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What's the will of the Lord? Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in fear of God. Now, real quickly, we're going to plans, purposes, and pursuits. I'm going to read something here uh, that God showed me. Many times I'll teach on these things in the Bible school. I know at World Harvest Bible School, the Lord will have me give a foundation and, and, and just teach the students what psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are because they come from congregations that really ought to know these things, but they haven't always been taught. And I grew up with the heritage of these things. My grandfather, he, he, was, he uh, played the guitar, but he would get songs by the Holy Ghost, and they have him on recording. He would get songs of the Holy Ghost all the time. And I play the guitar. And I, get, it just, I just love to sit down and play my guitar or play my keyboard and just get songs by the Spirit. Um, a, a psalm is really just uh, speaking inspired utterance of what the Holy Ghost has already said in His Word. Just like David, he psalmed, right? And really we stick with the epistles and the New Testament revelation and, and we just psalm. Thank you, Lord. I'm redeemed. Thank you, Lord. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Thank you, Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord. Grace of life lives in me, and I can move out mightily. Thank you, Lord. I've been redeemed. And and we can just start psalming as a matter of revelation, meditating on the Word. You know, that came from meditating on the Word. And a hymn is speaking unto God, so it's directed unto God. So you just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I praise you. I worship you. You are good to me. Oh, your word is working mightily. I can do all things through you who strengthens me. You notice that I'm actually taking his word back to him, but I'm just worshiping him. And and then a spiritual song is really revelation of... uh, preaching and teaching of the Word, a revelation of the Word that you've heard. Many times I'll get spiritual songs after Pastor Jay has preached or taught, or uh, I've got it after other ministers. And and I've got all kinds of songs that I've written along that line. And the Lord has here recently dealt with me because it's more, it helps my office of ministry, you understand? He's dealt with me. Get on that keyboard more and and work more of these out and and develop more of those songs because I haven't been obedient. I I used to work with that more, and I haven't been as obedient as I need to. All right, so Dad Hagen in 1987, in a camp meeting there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, somebody asked him, What did Jesus emphasize the most during his three-hour visitation with you? Because Jesus came and visited him and gave him revelation that lined up with the Word of God, you understand? Without question, what Jesus emphasized most is what we will be discussing in this chapter, Dad Hagen said. Jesus said to me, my plan under the new covenant is for every believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he talked about, of course, how we're not led by kings and prophets like in the Old Testament. We're led by the Holy Ghost. So the primary way that we're led is by the inner witness of the Spirit. 
Now, like we've been talking about, uh, if somebody prophesies to you, it really ought to, it, it ought to be exhortation, comfort, edification, but it doesn't always have revelation of, thus saith the Lord, you're supposed to go to Bible school, or thus saith the Lord, you're supposed to get married, or thus saith, and if those things do come out, they better confirm what that person already has in their spirit. Because I, I, you know, I don't need to call King David up and say, hey, I need a revelation. All right, because uh, that's the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, we pray in the Holy Ghost. We're, what, and the Lord has dealt with me. When you start feeling that you're just kind of like Dad Higgins said, uh, taking your bath. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're taking a bath and your socks are on. You just, something's wrong. You're off in some areas. You know, I'm, I'm getting out there. You know, I just, I, not quite. Go back to the renewing of the mind. Go back to character. Go back to emphasizing the simple ABCs of the Word of God. Go back to temperance. <laughs> In other words, when, when you are controlling your flesh, you're putting it under, and you're more sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that's revelation to some people. Amen? Some of you got it right there. When you're putting your flesh under, you're, you're, because you're developing your character, you're using your faith, no, nonetheless, to develop your character but then you're becoming more sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And what uh, men and women of old have done is went past that character and uh, got off into things. And they lost their longevity, and even many died young. So, yes, uh, we can be used by the Lord because he will use available people. And according to the office that he's called us in, he will use us with endowments that are on our life. But if we have not grown in character first, we will not have longevity. We will not be as accurate. We will not be as effective. Amen. So, uh, Dad Hagen emphasized what the Lord emphasized to him in Ephesians 5, 18, and 19. And we just read that, didn't we? And we'll just go back there again. Ephesians 5, 18. In 19, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled, and that is be being filled in the Greek. Keep being repleted. So what are you doing? And then you speak psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now understand that when you're being filled with the Holy Ghost, you're praying in tongues. There are other ways. Uh, that's the initial evidence of uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost. But, you know, if you yield to running in the Holy Ghost, did you know you can be filled? Did you know you could just be reading the Word, get excited about the Word? Not emotions. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anointing starts coming on you, and you just start getting filled up. And so there are different ways that you can get filled with the Holy Ghost. You don't always just need to be praying in tongues. But one, another way that will get you into more doors of the things of the Spirit, which we need for this era, you understand, are psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Notice these are using our faith, though. Because when you're praying in other tongues, you're, you're yielding to the Holy Ghost, but you're not speaking your faith out. But psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs are taking the Word of God and speaking it out by faith, and you actually are renewing your mind in this process. So not only are you getting filled with the Holy Ghost, but you also are using your faith, and it is coupled, and you are going past with the spirit of faith, you're going past the doors into more. And that is what I wanted to get to. That is a truth that many in the body of Christ don't understand. That's the psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And sometimes you'll, it actually will take you into revelation of the plan of God for your life. But your motive is just to start speaking out the word. And the Holy Ghost you know, he may come on you and start giving you revelation in other areas. I'm not talking about, thus saith the Lord, there's, you know, going to be a bomb go off in Chicago or something like that. Um, people get off in that type of thing, and they try to be like a prophet. Or, you, you know, because the simple gift of prophecy is what we're talking about here, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. It, it equals tongues and interpretation, but it's a simple gift of prophecy, and it's supposed to exhort, and it's supposed to comfort, and it's supposed to edify, and it's for ourselves, I said it's for ourselves. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to read that real quick. In Ephesians 5, uh, 19, in the King James, it says, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So you're not necessarily just singing for everybody else's benefit. Colossians 3, 16, 17, you're just in your prayer closet. 
Let the word, Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts. In your hearts. Say that. To the Lord. Not to the devil or anybody else. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So actually, you're using your faith in word and deed when you're singing in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And we've lost some things in the body of Christ, and that's why the Lord has dealt with me. Start talking more about your heritage. Because I saw these things growing up. My aunt, my great aunt, you know, uh, some of them married some real duds, so the guys weren't necessarily all that spiritual. I don't use them a whole lot. My grandfather was, but they, were, they married the wrong person. But they still, my aunt was a person of, of the Spirit. She would pray, and when we would go to Missouri to visit her, I would be lying there in my bed, and the Holy Ghost would come on me, and I'd, and I'd preach all night long. I was just a teenager, and I was being carnal. But when I got there, that whole, she was a person in prayer. We're speaking in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and we can get revelation for the plan of God in our life, but basically it's by inspired utterance that we're developing our spirit, we're renewing our mind, developing our spirit by speaking the word of God out, and we're going into doors of more. Amen? Amen. Yeah. And there's some things I needed to read here. I'm just looking for it if you don't mind. Uh, because Yeah. This is, this is important. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll find it. But, uh, yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. So, light is progressive. The more we renew our minds, walk in character, build our spirits up, respond to the Spirit, then the more light we see. Some things that God has in mind for your future would blow you away because you're not ready. Couple uh, that understanding of the word and moving out in the spirit uh, a couple that attending to the word using your faith with the power of the holy ghost and really when you pray in the holy ghost it's also like yielding yourself to this big searchlight and, and you're able to see things and you just start seeing things. And then you just start singing out or you start speaking out psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And you can get more direction. Amen? Amen? All right. Dad Hagen made a powerful statement. He said, To be filled with the Holy Ghost and to speak with other tongues is also the introduction to the gifts of the Spirit. I often say it this way. Speaking with other tongues is a doorway into the supernatural realm of God. Pastor Jay said, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is the doorway into more, the demonstrations of the Spirit. We are yielding ourselves and becoming more sensitive to the Spirit's leadings, and therefore we will more boldly go into the doors. And he said, I've found that it gets me through doors, the tongues and psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Dan Hagen said, tongues get us partway into the doors, but prophecy is a greater blessing. Pastor Nancy's been talking about we're just standing in the door, but we've got to go on in. How do we get there? Well, if you were listening today, you know. Amen? Amen. Why don't you stand up? We've been learning how to get there all week. Praise the Lord. This is just really reemphasizing things that have been said all week long. But if we do it, we'll be wise. If we apply faith's understanding, we'll be wise. Amen? Father, we thank you. Why don't you just bow your heads? Father, we thank you for the revelation of your word. And we thank you that we can take this word, go and grow and know, moving out in more in you. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Ele mora sandele, resundi, shedele, presuta. Ascending, 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 going higher up into these steps of faith that will take us into more revelation, progressive light of the Spirit of God that will take us in to the promises that are already ours. The simplicity of faith coupled with the power of the Spirit. So get excited! Get excited! Because when you get excited, it's going to work for you. 
Amen. If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147. Or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church, Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life. 